This is Melbourne calling. Welcome to Granny Bingo Wireless. That gusset will need a good soak. Toodle pip. Hey, hey, come over here, go over there, don't be scared now, yeah. Lift up your head, hold out your hand, pull up your pants now. Why did you pull down your pants? We only just met, but that's why I like you. People connecting, grandma's laughing, nostalgia and ethnic dancing. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I still had a drink in my mouth. You cannot pull it out. And that was, of course, dancing under the apple tree with anyone else but me. Anyone else but me. That was uh, the Andrews sisters' version, of course. One of my favourites, and I believe soon to be covered by Miley Cyrus. Yes. Doing a cover <laughs> of it, which I really look forward to. Hello, kiddies, and welcome to Granny Bingo Wireless. I am one of your hosts for the podcast. My name is Ms. Edith Vale. That's Ms. with an M. And I'm joined by my best friend in the entire world, Mrs. Maureen McGillicuddy. How are you, love? I'm all right. I'm all right. You're yeah, all right. This, this week's yeah. been been pretty uh, pretty busy, uh, yeah. and uh, I hope that it, it heals up sooner rather than later. Uh, for any new listeners, of course, uh, we are joined by a third woman. This is a woman we've been stuck with for many, many, many years. Her name is Frau Caroline yeah. Springs. Uh, say hello, hello, Caroline. Wake up, love. We're doing the bunk. Caroline is a dumb mute and she's chained up in the corner of the bunker that we are coming to you live from. Of course, we're in a maximum security nursing home uh, in a bunker, in our COVID-19 safety bunker underneath the Areola Gardens nursing home. Yeah, it's part of the Wentworth Maximum Security Correctional Nursing Home group and they have been wonderful, you know, so friendly and, and nice the whole time we've lived here. We've lived here for a really long time. We've lived here longer than we were meant to live here. We uh, we obviously get day release, but at one point Caroline was actually released from custody and uh, and we just, it's better. I mean, people cook your dinner, they clean your sheets, they take mm. you to the toilet. It's a lot better. But Caroline, as she gets older, she doesn't know if she's Arthur or Martha. And we think it's probably safer that we stay with her and that they don't kick us out like they're yes. trying to do. But anyway, I don't, I'm not here to talk about my dirty laundry. Of course, we are in Melbourne. For any listeners uh, tuning in for the first time, we're under one of the longest and toughest lockdowns in the entire world. And that's why we thought we'd bring this podcast back, you know. A lot of people our age do arts and crafts, crochet, macrame, karate. But we decided mm-hmm. to, you know, be cool and young, and we have always been at the forefront of what is cool and young. And we decided that we would do this podcast to entertain all the other kiddies that are stuck in their houses. But it is getting a bit tough, isn't it, love? Oh, look, I, it, 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 without your friends, it's tough. And I do feel sorry for anyone who uh, is in Melbourne in, in these lockdowns that lives alone. That would be really tough. Mm. Or if you live, uh, like I did for a very long time with my husband, uh, with someone that you hate. Uh, that is, mm. can be even tougher when you're stuck in the house day after day. 
with someone who... For any international listeners, Melbourne has always been known as a very friendly city, Mm. a very welcoming, lovely, friendly city. You can walk down the street and say hello to your neighbours and, uh, you know, people all loan each other things. Strangers Mm -hmm. will just go up to the street and and offer you directions. Yeah, that's right. I I do fear that after this uh, pandemic, it's not going to be quite the same for the exact reason you say, Maureen. A lot of people are stuck with people that they hate. Now, at the start of the pandemic, they may not have been people that they hated. Uh, they were probably people that they loved, uh, mm-hmm. probably family mm-hmm. members. But if you're stuck inside, and, and let me tell you this, listeners, mm-hmm. this is coming from experience. If you're stuck inside in a house, we've been basically in lockdown since March, uh, for as long as we have, you will hate whoever you are yeah. with. It doesn't matter who it is, you will absolutely hate them. Yeah. Uh, if it was Fred and Wilma Flintstone, they would be hating each other. Yeah. If it was William McMahon... Uh, and Sonia McMahon, they would be hating each other. Yep. Rachel and Joey. Was, I don't, whoever it was. No, because Rachel and Joey's on oh. Friends, they wouldn't hate each other. I've just got Netflix and I love watching Friends. It's so cool. Everyone's just like me on it. <laughs> White. <laughs> I need to get out of this bunker, is what I'm saying, listeners. I need to get out of this bunker. I don't really get the blonde one. She's a bit, she's a goofy idiot, but I like Joey. <laughs> And the monkey. <laughs> do you want to watch another episode tonight, Edith? No, I do not want to watch another episode oh. of Friends. Thank you so much, Maureen. Oh, no. okay. Of course, it has been a little while since we've done an episode of this podcast. It's been a few weeks uh, because we had uh, our Granny Bingo Online, which is an online event that we run via Zoom, and it was a bit of a different one. Of course, we weren't allowed to be in the same room to present this one, and we got around the rules by going down uh, to the Carlton Gardens, and we performed live from the Carlton Gardens mm-hmm. using nothing but a couple of mobile phones and some good luck. And, That's right. Uh, thank you so much to everyone who joined us. We had a really good time, oh, didn't we, love? It was the best. Uh, you know, down the Carlton Gardens, it is beautiful and it was quiet, and then I thought it was going to be, and... You know, in these current situations, wherever you are in the world, you're doing your best to survive. I know that there are a lot of comedians who are struggling and trying to do their best. And, you know, we thought we'd have a go. Let's let's try and do something a little bit different. So thank you to Jane, who did the group booking from Essendon Airport, for your unsolicited feedback about how it could have been better. Uh, that came through. We needed that. We really needed it. Yes, thank you so much, Jane. Quite ironic that someone working in the airline industry would be emailing us uh, to tell us that our line of work is not going the way that we had hoped and that perhaps we could do Mm. better. I look forward to seeing you working the counter at Coles next weekend, Jane. Don't worry about me, Jane. Worry about your eyebrows. Uh, We do have another one, though, coming up uh, soon. What? It's a cup... Eve, so Melbourne Cup Eve, it's a public holiday here in Melbourne on the Tuesday. Yes, we still don't know whether or not Melbourne Cup will be happening, but we know that Granny Bingo will be happening definitely on Melbourne Cup Eve. That is Monday the 2nd of November. It'll be happening at 7.30 Melbourne time. You can grab your tickets at uh, comedyrepublic.com.au. Of course, our Patreon supporters uh, do get discounted tickets. Log mm-hmm. on to Patreon to get your discount code. And there is the very slight, we don't know yet, but we are hoping that there might be the possibility that the rules will be relaxed 
and that we will be allowed to sell in-person tickets. We we may may be allowed to have a you know yeah. ten or twenty people by that point, and uh, if we are, we'll be offering those tickets to our Patreon That's supporters right. first. So make sure you sign up there. Now, should we see what's happening uh, around the rest oh, of the, news. the world, yeah. darling? I've got the newspaper here. Let's oh have a look. <clears throat> you know, I could go a day without reading the news. Some days it's exactly the same as the day before. Other days mm. uh, is completely different. That's how the news works. You're right, love. Yes. Is that right? Yeah, right. It's like the weather. Oh, oh, royal news. You know, I love royal news. What? Uh, The Queen. Oh, about fat ankles. Yes, Queen Elizabeth II has been seen out and about uh, meeting people for the first time since COVID started without a mask. Let me have a look. Let me have a look. Here you go, here you go. Oh, Jesus. She isn't looking well, is she? No, she is not, my giddy aunt. No, I think it might be a bit of a, a weekend at Bernie situation going on there. Oh, that uh, silly old bag. Oh, she's wobbling around like a water balloon tied to the end of a tent pole. She's dead and they're holding her up with the ropes. I can see, look, look very closely. You can see Anne and Edward and, uh, well... Andrew's pulling on something, but Anne and Edward are pulling on the ropes. Oh, you're right. Oh, you're right, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the poor old thing. (laughs) She's keeping that country together with scotch tape. And the problem is they won't have scotch tape very soon. Scotland's leaving the United Kingdom. No, scotch tape will leave, won't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, what else is going on? Uh, Let's see, what else have we got? Oh, here we go. Um, Cardinal Pell. Poor Cardinal Pell. Uh, Cardinal Pell is moved back to Italy. That'll be handy for him. It'll be easy for him to learn the language. Why, why has that? Uh, oh, because uh, you just add an O to most of the words that he uses, and that's that's the Italian pronunciation, yeah. Right. You just add O. That's how Italian works, is it? Well, for w- most of the words that he would be hearing, that's, that's how it works. Um, right. Uh, yeah, for example, yeah. Australian... In Italian becomes Australiano. Australiano. Yes, or or Catholic becomes Catolico. Catolico, yeah, yep. Yes, pedophile becomes pedophilo. Right, like the pastry. Walking down the street, he'll hear, Oh, Australiano, Catolico, pedophilo. Yeah, yum, it sounds delicious. I love filo pastry, yum. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that you you spoke Italian. That would be really yes. handy. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I had tea with Mussolini. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. And I hope to one day go back because I know George. Uh, yeah. We had the same parish in in Ballarat, and I used to volunteer, and uh, he was always a nice guy. I used to. I had a nickname for him just as he became a cardinal. I said, do you mind if I give you a nickname? He said, you can do whatever you like, Maureen. I said, thank you. And I called him Cardi P. <laughs> Cardinal Pell, Cardi P. <laughs> I never would have, I remember back then when we were living in Ballarat back in those days, I never would have guessed. There was, it was, And it's an awful thing that happened, of course. But there was no real warning signs, was there? I remember, because remember I used to play the organ. Mm-hmm. We had a full church band. You'll Everyone will be familiar with church choirs. But in Ballarat we had a church band. I played the guitar, Edith played the organ, and Cardi P, old Georgie boy, he was a fiddler, a real toe-tapping, good time. Uh, but, of course, we had to close it when he moved to Melbourne. Mm. Unfortunately, the funding went with mm. him. So, 
Oh, Rod, what else have we got? Oh, here we go. Oh, oh, Kevin Rudd. <laughs> Remember Kevin Rudd, Kevin O'Seven? The one, was he assistant prime minister or something like he that? He was, I think, yes, to mm. Julia Gillard or something. He's uh -huh. launched a, a petition um, oh. that you can go and sign. He wants a, a, a royal commission into uh, the Murdoch press. A lot of people probably oh. don't know this. People from overseas that are listening, they probably think Australia, sports in Australia, they're good at cricket. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're, they've got the rugby, they've got the AFL, we're good at sp sprinting. Cathy Freeman's a sprinter. We've got the swimmers. They might be surprised to hear that Australia's national sport is royal commissions. We love them. We can't get enough royal commissions. We investigate everything. Oh, it's so much fun. Some universities make you do an arts degree first, so you have to start with an arts degree. But other universities make you become a royal commission commissioner. Yes. Because at some point you're going to get called up to run one of the commissions. There's too many of them. That's right. And so Kevin has done a royal commission petition, has he? A royal commission petition, yes, that's right. Apparently he feels that the Murdoch press have too much of a monopoly on the Australian press. Oh, right. And, uh, Is that like the, the monopoly at McDonald's at the moment? I think it's similar. Because I'm playing that. I love it. I, re I need a Lancaster Square. I know. You love your fillet of fish, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I do, because I like the sauce. And I like fish. And I like uh, bread. And I like uh, tomatoes. And I get tomatoes put on it. <laughs> I bloody love them. I bloody love them. <laughs> So he's against Murdoch. I don't blame him, Edith, at all, uh, because the Murdoch family have been corrupt forever. Maureen, don't say that. We might one day sign this podcast up as a Murdoch press outlet. I'll take it back then, but for now... Why, what do you know? What do you know? Well, you remember his old mum. Oh, Lizzie. Dame Elizabeth. Yeah, Dame Elizabeth. She always used to introduce herself. Dame Elizabeth. Hello, she'd say. Dame Elizabeth, she'd say. Oh, my God. God, it was just, she's sad, and I'm not surprised that people are saying that Rupert is corrupt because his mother was as rough as a bit of old fence wire. She would spend hours and hours every single day, uh, you know, selling tickets and meeting people at her big garden. She had this big farm, and she turned into a garden. They'd put us all on buses. When you turn 65, the council comes and takes you on day trips. And they put us all on buses and took us to Dame Elizabeth's farm to look at her garden. And I tell you, just this is just how bad she was. And she's dead now. She was 110 or something when she died. Money makes you live longer, let me tell you that much. And uh, she was so bad that she used to she used to plant her roses in the middle of summer. Corrupt. Mm -hmm. That's what we need a royal commission into, Dame Elizabeth's roses. They should be pulled out of the ground. Now, I would, if I, if I was left, I was within five kilometres of her garden, I would get in my car, that I don't own one anymore, but I would get in my car and I would drive and I would pull the roses out myself and I'd drive them to Canberra and I'd put them out the front of Parliament House and I'd say, bugger you lot. That'd be the end of it. All right, next story. Let's have a look. Um, oh, this is sad. Oh. Are you reading the Herald Sun? I am, yeah. Oh, good. Um, yeah, good. Well, I was, uh, but this one is a, a article about global warming. I couldn't find a, a similar article in the Herald Sun. This one I found on Junkie. Oh. 
and uh, this says that the Great Barrier oh. Reef has been bleached beyond repair. I had a pair of undies that that happened to not long ago. You have to be very careful with how much bleach you put in because it stains. You can't get rid of it. Oh, gee, that's no good, is it? Oh, huh, 1978. Ah, <laughs> uh, that brings what? back memories. That brings back memories. Hmm. 1978, what do you mean? Hmm. 1978. Well, that's when the coral bleaching started on the Great Barrier Reef. Oh, you're right. I remember that. Yes, I remember because that's the year that we went for the Country Ladies Association road trip to the Great Barrier Reef. And I went out swimming with Caroline Springs. Do you remember that, Caroline? The reef. You cut your legs up. You remember remember that? For a swim on the reef. She's asleep. We went for a swim on the Great Barrier Reef and she said she needed to go to the toilet. And I said, all right, we'll get your boogie board, we'll boogie board back into shore. And then she said, oh, no, I don't need to go anymore. And then I remember the water Mm. got very warm and all around us the fish started floating up to the surface. And maybe that's what caused... Caroline, look what you've done to the Great Barrier... Look what you've done to the Queensland tourism sector, Caroline. Oh, oh, you naughty, naughty woman. Let's hope they can turn a Darnie into a theme park. Because what are they going to do yes. for tourists now? That'll you know? help it. Yeah. You've got to evolve. Got to pivot. Got to pivot these days. What else is happening? Here we go. Oh, oh poor <laughs> Donald Trump got COVID. Which is funny because I thought he should have didn't exist in America, but obviously it's got there now from China or something, he seems to have said. Yeah. Well, I've got it. I've got it. Yeah. COVID. Yeah. You've got COVID. Uh, uh, yeah, that's right. Got... What are you doing sitting up next to me, more Move over there. <laughs> it's a president's disease. As the president of the Country Ladies Association, and he's the president of the American Association. Well, uh, have you had a test? Mm, yeah. for... Cover your mouth. Have you had a test for it? <coughs> well, how do you know you have it? <coughs> Uncover your mouth. How do, you, how do you know you have right. it? Right. I went to Safeway the other day because I was by by my Long Beach super miles there and I was standing at the counter and I coughed a little bit and the person behind the counter, little girl, she went, oh, excuse me, you can't cough here. You know, I said, well, where the hell bloody right. am I going to cough, darling? You know, I'm right. at the middle of the, get on the bus and cough, go home, cough at home and then come back on the bus and get me cigarettes, will I? You know, so, uh, yeah, I know, that, that, that was one part of it. And then I noticed, because I was watching the 7pm project and uh, I like Walloo, and he was saying that uh, you lose taste and smell. And, uh, you know, I said to the TV, well, I didn't have any taste to begin with to be watching this show. <laughs> but, of course, he can't hear me because it's a television. And uh, but, uh, but he said that things taste different. And to be honest with you, I've noticed that too, Edith. I've noticed really? it. Really? Uh, I did think maybe it might be because the chef here at Areola Gardens has started washing his hands ah. recently that that might mean things taste don't taste quite as salty. Right. Yeah, I'm yes, not sure. that could be it as well. All right, mm. well, we might get you tested anyway. anyway. Um, here you go. I'm not putting anything up my nose. It's not. I'm, it's not, I'm not at a night at Puftoff. <laughs> Give me the sports section. Let's have a look at the sports section. All right, here you go. go. Here's the sports section. There you go. 
I love my hoggers. I love me footy and I love me cricket. It's nearly cricket season too, Edie. I know you love the cricket. I do. I can put I can put Edith and Caroline. It's the only time they bond. I can put Edith and Caroline in front of the telly and they watch the cricket. They watch the tests all day, love all it. night. Love it. T20. Love the cricket. It's wonderful. What's going on? Uh, oh, Heretia Labamba. You know, the bloke that used to play for Collingwood. He's oh, yes. suing Collingwood. Really? What for? Yeah. Oh, for racism. <gasps> suing Collingwood for racism. Mm. That all seems pretty black and white, really. Yeah. Oh, well, of course, it's the grand final uh, next weekend, so that'll be good. Oh, mm. what else? I'll flip this over. Oh, oh here, yeah, politics. Politics. You like politics. Uh, Gladys Berejiklian. and Oh, you've seen Who? this in the news. Who? You know, Gladys Berejiklian uh, up in New South Wales. Bird from Sydney. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's been caught with her pants down. Well, I should say she's been caught with her Miller's lady suit pants down. <laughs> she's been having an affair with that, you know, that uh, MP, the disgraced MP, Daryl Maguire. Have you ever heard such from a... From Hey Hey It's Saturday? No, 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 no. That's, no, 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 that's Daryl Summers. This is Daryl Maguire. From Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? No, that's Eddie Maguire. No, 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 no. Oh, two different people. Although, if you crossed Eddie Maguire with Daryl Summers, you'd probably get this bloke. Oh, Jesus. That's a rough head, isn't it? Who would have thought the tart of Sydney, you know? Oh, yeah. Gladys, who would have thought she had it in her? Oh, yeah, I bet. Lady in blue is dancing with me. <laughs> <laughs> so she's been rooting another a member of parliament. Is she's it? been rooting this MP, right. yes, doing it for years. Oh, God. And uh, keeping it on the down low, oh. you know, and no one's ever asked any questions, probably because no one ever thought that she, you know, this is the same woman that said she'd never had a drop of alcohol. Mm. And you'd think she'd have to be blind drunk to be rooting this Daryl boy. Yes. And uh, anyway, it turns out she has been rooting him for years, and, and you know, apparently it sounds like perhaps... Maybe, and I don't want to influence the ICAC. No, I mean, God forbid, uh, you know, someone who might be on a jury who ends up on a jury. But um, it sounds like she's been helping him out with some dodgy dealings, if you know what I mean. Right, I just said right. What sort of dodgy dealings? Yeah, paying her off with the fairy purse, yeah. Yeah, so she's paying with the pussy PayPal, was she? She is, yes, yeah, that's right, and, you know... It turns out now, they've just found out, that they're actually longer together than he had originally told the ICAC investigation. Right. So uh, they're in a bit of strife, they're in a bit of hot How water. How long did she say they were together? Well, they've, she said she thought it might be since around the last election, which, which I think was uh -huh. 2015, and now it turns out yes. it might have been 2014. And well, There's all sorts of implications, although I don't really blame him for not telling people that they weren't together, together as long right, as they yeah. were, you know. She's not yeah. the kind of girl you, you brag about down at the pub with your mates. I don't I don't want to be, you know, rude. I know that uh, politics isn't a beauty pageant. We've had that proven to us uh, by many female politicians in Australia. Yeah. And I, and I don't want to comment on her looks, but, you know, I'll, I'll say no. it this way. If my dog looked like that, I'd shave its ass and teach it to walk backwards. <laughs> It's, uh, you're right. I mean, it's a it's a busy job. Uh, you know, you have to wake up very early in the morning and uh, and get to work. And uh, it's not about what you look. It's about how smart you are and how much you contribute to the community. But even soap would think twice about shutting up on that body. You know, it's I'm not I'm not here to be to be a, an absolute bitch or anything. I'm I'm no oil painting myself. Uh, but uh, but you know, you have to put some effort in. She should smile more.
We recently ran a workshop at the Country Ladies Association. It was a national workshop, so that's a really important one, about misogynism and chauvinistic language. And the bird that was talking, I thought, you're too young. You're too young to know. You know, I didn't know if she had kids or not, but I just thought, you know, what, what would you know? Your, your husband's probably busy working all the time. You haven't got any real-life experience. But it's easier said than done, judging people. Edith, you know, about having a relationship with people uh, outside of your husband or wife or partner or of any... Uh, I've never told you this, Edith, but I... Uh, I once was inf- infidel. I was in infidel. Infidelic tight. I had infidel. Castro fidel. Infidel. I was in. I had a spasm of infidelity against my husband. I, I once slept with the postman. It was his last day working. He'd been delivering post to us for thirty-five years, and all of the neighbours on my street, we all decided let's buy him presents because he was so wonderful. His name was Jerry. And so he uh, he came along. I could see him coming down the street. And so I walked out and stood out the front. And he said, I just wanted to say to you, Mrs. McGillicuddy, thank you very much for many years of happiness and for your friendly, you know, attitude. I said, well, thank you to you, Jerry. And, um, and I kissed him. Very passionately, I kissed him. And uh, on the street, and I... I pulled him off the bike, you know. I didn't pull him off on the on the bike. I pulled him off the bike, and and I dragged dragged him, basically dragged him inside. I rushed upstairs with him, and I pushed him into the bedroom, and I went to town on him, Edith. I really, I did things that I'd not even thought of with my husband, and uh, and we finished. It was over, you know, relatively quickly. He he had a lot of troubles because, of course, he'd been riding a bike all day. But anyway, we finished. I bought, went downstairs. I packed him a lunch. I wrapped a sandwich up in in, uh, in baking paper. I gave it to him, and I gave him a one dollar coin. And I said, "On your way, Jerry." You know. And uh, just as he was walking out the front door, his shirt was still off at this stage. Edith, you know, he was half dressed. My husband came in the front door. Jerry standing there with his sandwich and a one dollar coin. And my husband said, "What the hell is going on here?" I said, it's Jerry's last day. I said, I said, I'm giving him a present. And he goes, this bastard's, you know, standing in my hallway with no shirt on, a sandwich and a one dollar coin. He goes, what the hell is going on here, Maureen? I said, Jesus, Ron. I said, you told me to do this. And my husband said, what are you talking about? I said, you told me last night. I told you it was his last day. We wanted to give him a present. He said, oh, my God, Maureen, I didn't mean that. I said, fuck him, give him a dollar. Oh. So that's how easy it can happen. I, I presume the same thing happened to Gladys. That's very different, though, darling. I don't think that's oh. quite in the same basket as, as, as the old liberal bicycle up in uh, Sydney up there. I, I think that's a bit of a different situation. But, I mean, look, we, we're, we're both, Gladys and myself, from a political standpoint, very much from the same liberal faction. You know, I would... Did the postman use that to his advantage uh, against you in a political way? Well, the stamps went up the next year, didn't they? Oh, that's true. They went up to 50 cents for a stamp. That's true. So, I suppose mm-hmm. so. And now it's time for a word from one of our sponsors. Imagine if what little you had was taken away. Your home gone overnight, with no idea where you'll sleep tomorrow, or where your next meal is coming from. Picking through rubbish and poisoned fields to make ends meet. You're nine years old 
and you have to work 15 hours a day to put food on the table for your family. This is the reality for children like Kinjali and other children throughout the world living in poverty. But spare a thought for others who are less fortunate and much closer to home. Here in Australia, there are women who are suffering in their mid-50s with beach houses that they can't even visit. Donate today to the World Vision Karen Fund. Karens have been almost forgotten in Australia. The jokes have stopped, the media attention is gone. They're still believed to be the most persecuted part of society, but now they're suffering in silence. The plight of millions of people in third world countries is nothing compared to the Karen-phobic norms experienced here in Australia. Just one dollar a day for the 58 years that Karens have been alive is only $21,170. Barely enough to book a chartered yacht for her 60th. Her sister is flying home from New Zealand for it and Karen is up shit creek without a paddle because she doesn't have any backup venue options because of bloody stupid politicians. Even the relief of not having to drive Harry and Lulu to rowing at 6am is not enough to help Karen. Her perspective of the world is a lot darker than most of ours. Karens have rights and they've printed out bits of the law to prove it. This Christmas, Sponsor a Karen. Alright, time for our next segment on the Granny Bingo Wireless Podcast. And this is a, a another new one. Uh, we have, for a long time, strived to bring you people the information you need. We think of ourselves, really, as, as, as a news source, don't we, love? Absolutely. You know, it's, it's really integral to be informed. Uh, and some people are about as informed as the Premier of New South Wales. <laughs> Oh, Gladys. Oh, oh Gladys. Gladys. I mean, come Glad on. rags. Do you reckon they, they talk dirty? Do you reckon they've got a bit of a uh, Prince Charles and Camilla Parker Bowles vibe oh, going Oh, the on tampon there? kind of... Dis- I would mm. think so. I mean, I don't know too much about her. Obviously, I spend a little bit more time uh, focusing on Daniel Andrews mm. here in Melbourne. Uh, but what I do know about Gladys is that she looks like a real party chick. Well, you know, Daniel Andrews is into some real kinky stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. Filthy. Oh, that's right. Yeah, no doubt about that. I I, th- I think it's a premiership trait. Yes. You know, that, uh, that it's a highly stressful job, but I think, you know, to some degree it's a certain personality type. Mm. Uh, that uh, Gladys would absolutely... She'd communicate what her safe word is. I think she'd tend to her leather wear or her leather clothing. Mm. I think she'd tend to that, make sure it's nicely soft and Mm. comfortable to wear. And I think she'd probably keep her sex toys clean. Yes, they'd be very clean. And you'd open the drawer and they would be lined up in order of height and colour and country of origin. She'd be very good at uniforming her her sex toy drawer. Actually, do you know what, Edith? Now, Now that you're talking about that it actually reminds me I've met Gladys. Really? I've met her because years ago when I first became president of the CLA here in Victoria I got invited to New South Wales for the annual conference ah. and uh, the you know the CLA annual conference the 
The clack. The clack, yes. CLA conference, yeah, the clacker. Yes, we always say to each other, I'll see you up the clacker. Yes, yeah, 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 sorry, yeah. Yep, and uh, and the governor of New South Wales was talking, and to introduce the governor was uh, Gladys. I forgot about that. I should have thought about that before when we were talking about it. Because afterwards we were having a drink, standing around having, you know, some gorgeous, oh, darling, wine and, oh, darling, finger food. You know, it was very, very fancy. At Government House and Gladys was chit-chatting. I can't believe I forgot this. And she told me a joke. Do you want to hear the joke that Gladys told me? And this, I mean, this absolutely 100% says... How sort of dirty and naughty Gladys is with her. Yes, thoughts. please, please, um, tell me, tell she me. Says, yeah. um, she says, I've got a green ball in my left hand and I've got a green ball in my right hand. What else have I got? And we all sort of stood around. The, the, the president of the of the Western Australian branch, she said, oh, I don't know, I don't really like jokes, you know. <laughs> I've got a green ball in my left hand, got a green ball in my right hand. What else have I got? Green, green ball in my left hand. Mm-hmm. Green ball in my right hand. I've heard this before. What else have I... I don't know. What else has she got? I've got Shrek's cock in my mouth. <laughs> She's so funny. <laughs> I don't get... Who's Shrek? I believe that Shrek is in Lord of the Rings. Ah. It's funny. You know, you were saying just before, Maureen, that, that there's a weird thing that all premiers have, you know kinky sex lives. We, we've read the articles about Daniel yes, Andrews yes. And, and, you know, he likes to be whipped a little bit by Catherine. And, uh, of course, Gladys, uh, as we are now discovering, is, is a bit of a liberal bicycle. And you know that Anastasia Palaszczuk would just, you know, see, you'd see her down in the valley in Brisbane, uh, you mm. know, stumbling out of a nightclub at, you know, eight yeah. o'clock in the morning, just ready to give, you know, any taxi driver a wristy that she can... And I haven't bothered to learn any of the other premiers in Australia's names because um, there's not much point, really. Uh, You know, there's the bloke over in Western Australia with the tiny dick and the tiny state that's not very important, and then the other states as well. But I'm sure they all have sexual sexual Mm. urges Mm. as well. But the interesting thing is, you know, why do they have to do it? It's not an essential thing for leaders because if you look at our great and glorious Prime Minister, Scott Morrison... What did he spend last weekend doing? Mm-hmm. Making a chicken coop. Uh... Isn't that that's that? And that's the kind of bloke I trust—a man who likes to build a chicken coop in his backyard at the lodge. Although it did turn out to be an illegal chicken coop because you're not allowed to have pheasants or fowls uh, in uh, central uh, Canberra. But yeah, um, yeah. what a wonderful bloke! I don't believe that he and his lovely lady wife have sex. At all. I don't think they have... I think every time he gets horny, he builds a chicken coop. Yeah, right. That makes a lot more sense. And, mm. uh, of course, uh, I don't know the legalities around it with uh, with buying the equipment for a chicken coop because uh, the shop's shut in Canberra too. No, he said he had it posted to him, but I don't know. I mean, look, I had I bought um, a copy of Enya's new CD mm. uh, from JB Hi-Fi. I bought that online and I had it posted to me. Right. I had that posted to me in March and I've just gotten a notification to tell me that it's arrived in Darwin 
Darwin. So I don't know how the Prime Minister had a chicken coop sent to him within the space of a few weeks. There's no surprises there, Edith. You know, the rich and powerful, they, they they are bigger than better than Australia Post. They can have whatever they want whenever they want it. You know, anyway, anyway... We're getting off track here. We are a news source. We are a trusted news source. I'm the Tracy Grimshaw of the podcast world. Mm. And uh, today I thought I might bring some pretty pretty hard-hitting news reports here to Well, you. yes, and you're right, because, you know, we've covered a lot. We've started covering the news in every episode. We've been doing Mystic Maureen, which, uh, you know, mm-hmm. where you're reading people's uh, fortunes and things like that. We've been doing the Community yeah. Notice Board, where people sent in uh, things that they could sell or wanted mm-hmm. to buy and that sort of thing. And we thought, what's the thing we're missing? It's the weather. Now, of course, this podcast is recorded in advance and uh, released a few days later, so weather is a bit difficult, but we're going to do our absolute best. Luckily, Caroline is a qualified meteorologist, and Maureen's a wonderful presenter. So these two have treated this as their own little project. They've been working on it separately from me. I'm a little bit jealous, but I'm mostly just excited to see what you two have come up with. We're we're called, in our circles, the Weather Girls. Hi! Hi! We're your Weather Girls, and have we got news for you. (laughs) Here is Maureen's weather report. Beginning in Tasmania, where unseasonably cool temperatures will sweep across the state for all of next week. Weather warnings are issued for residents of Hobart, particularly those who are facing south towards Antarctica. A cold front is expected. Moving up to Victoria now, where it's hoped some warm weather and sun will arrive for the first half of the week. Victorians deserve a really hot day to enjoy from within their home prisons. New South Wales will be warm and dry this week, with temperatures averaging 28 degrees. No rain for the next seven days, but heavy clouds of smugness are expected over the weekend and on Instagram. Canberra will see snow between Monday and Wednesday, bushfires on Thursday, Prehistorically devastating winds on Friday, Pauline Hansen flying on her broomstick on Saturday, snow on Sunday, and bushfires again from Monday. Queensland will just be fucking perfect weather as always. Oh my god, let's go to the Gold Coast like a bunch of losers, Miranda. <laughs> oh, why not just go to Noosa and act like a dickhead who forgets that every other state has inconsistent weather? <laughs> Cairns will see hot, dry and sometimes tropical weather, just like they've had since the beginning of time. Perth will be an average of 3 degrees warmer than this time last year and will reach record high temperatures in October. With the westerly breeze cooling the city at night, locals should expect a dry week with continuing high temperatures and unusual weather events for the rest of the year because you dig giant holes that are so massive they literally change the weather in the sky above you and you dig coal and you contribute to coal burning which is fucking the atmosphere Adelaide what it doesn't matter do you need your hearing aid battery serviced here tech can pick up replacement living new hearing aids in the same day I said they can deliver new hearing aids on the same day visit heartech.com.au for heartech from the Grandy Mingo Chopper I'm Maureen McGillicuddy
sorry. Oh, sorry. I shouldn't. I shouldn't have a toke on my jay. Just, as, just as I'm saying. I think it's good. We're on it, love. Be careful. <clears throat> All right. This next segment is called Agony Grands, and uh, this is a segment where, well, you can write in little letters to us, and we'll solve them for you. You can do that via our social media, if you like, at Granny Bingo on Instagram or Edith Vale and Maureen McGillicuddy on Facebook. We don't tweet, do we, love? I don't bother with Twitter, no. I, I I used to use Twitter, but I've found it's a completely depressing shithole of a place. Everyone gives their opinions, and uh, and I'm not interested in hearing other people's depressing opinions because there's so many trolls on there, and half the stuff that you read isn't real. And I feel like every person on there is either a wannabe comedian or a wannabe politician, and that's it, one or the other. Anyway, you can write uh, to us through any of those methods, really. Not Twitter, though. Not Twitter, not Twitter. Uh, and we've got quite a pile here. We're still trying to get through this backlog of letters. We've had this building up for weeks. We're too popular. That's our problem, no? Well, the, the problem was, of course, for those of you listening, if this is your first time, hello, where the bloody hell are you? Uh, but if this is not your first time listening, or it is your first time listening, we're recording this in Melbourne. Melbourne was once the richest city in the world, and now uh, I can't leave my house. However, there has been, obviously, uh, you know, with the lockdowns, an interruption to the way that our mail gets delivered to us. Uh, because, you know, people can't move as freely around, and there's also more online shopping, etc., and uh, and one thing that uh, has really befuddled me has been that the letters for agony grants I get it I get an email every time someone sends us a letter I get an email with a tracking code mm-hmm. and all of the letters have come from Melbourne via Sydney they've gone to Brisbane across to Darwin down to Adelaide back up to Brisbane off to Norfolk Island, back into Sydney, down to Melbourne, across to Perth, and then back to Melbourne, and then to us. And that's why all of a sudden we've had so many letters just turn up out of the blue, and uh, we're finally getting to them. So stop writing us letters to complain about how long it's taking us to respond to your letters, because we don't get those letters. Yeah, that slows everything down. All right, here we go. Uh, First one on the pile. Let's have a look. Oh, there, this one. This is exciting. This one's come to us through a pen pal program. Now, this is run by the nursing home we live at. Of course, as we said, we're coming to you live from the Areola Gardens Nursing Home. And this is a program they set up with the, or the primary school so they can write to the elderly and the elderly can write back and have a bit of a sense of connection and we can reach out to the young kids who need a bit of help mm-hmm. and the young kids can reach out to an older generation who can give them a bit of advice. So this is very important, this one. Take this very seriously. All right, here we go. <clears throat> uh, dear Edith and Maureen, what lovely handwriting you have, writer. Oh, Good on you. Wow. I love your podcast, and I'm looking Ooh. forward to the next live stream of Granny Bingo. God, these kids know how to use Zoom and everything. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? <laughs> Uh, the writer says, I am in grade six and I've just started at a new school in the city. The other kids have been making fun of me because I like dinosaur movies and listening to folk music with my mum and building Legos. 
My dad died when I was little, and Mum works a lot, so I haven't got anyone else to ask. How can I make new friends at school? Thank you, and that's from Gurner, uh, in Grade 6 at Glenelg Primary School in Adelaide. Uh, 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 <laughs> folk music! Music. I'm sorry, Maureen. Sorry, professional. Dinosaur movies. Who still likes dinosaur movies in grade six? What a loser. Look out, a historic extinct animal's going to eat me. You've got access to the internet. Watch porn. Who watches dinosaur Oh, I like to listen to folk music with my mum uh, and building Legos. Please don't bully me. I'll tell my mum when I'm watching dinosaur movies and folk music with her. I'm going to build a Lego house for me and my mum to listen to folk music. (laughs) And my dad is dead. (laughs) I hope he wasn't eaten by a dinosaur. He probably died of boredom from having a son like this. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he probably he probably thought he probably thought, oh, maybe I'll try and make friends with my son. Let's let's check in on his interests so I can share interests with him. There's <laughs> <laughs> none. <laughs> oh, and Gurner. Oh, I feel like the father knew what was coming to him when he named him Gurner. Oh, that, Gurner. Was, that was a big practical ah! joke. <laughs> that was a big practical joke. <laughs> oh. And look at the handwriting. You have handwriting like an old woman, Gurner. <laughs> Who has neat handwriting like that, you poof? Write, write an email. What are you? T- don't type. Oh, what a loser! <laughs> you should be typing, uh, not writing letters, you little uh, poof. <laughs> You're a tool. You're a tool, Gurner. Oh, what a knob! You're a downer. You're a downer. <laughs> oh, wouldn't you be spewing if that was you? <laughs> Oh, oh my god. Oh my god. I hope he, I hope he, you know, he might be writing letters and watching dinosaur movies, but I hope he hasn't got a podcast radio <laughs> to be hearing this because <laughs> to think the th- we have th- we literally have thousands of people that listen to this podcast every month. <laughs> they all think you are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 I can't stop! I can't stop! Oh. <laughs> I need to go to the doctor because I'm—I've got a—I've got a stitch. Caroline, Caroline, read this. Caroline, so, Caroline, the letter. Read this. No, Caroline. I'm not going to hurt you, Caroline. This guy, read, it, read this, Caroline. Caroline, he's a bigger loser than you are, Caroline. I you two could be boyfriend and girlfriend. <laughs> Caroline, Caroline, go and get a bottle of champagne and pop it because I'm in such a good mood. <laughs> I want to have a drink. I'd find a therapist, Gurner, and I'd find one fast because you're going to need it in life. That, and, uh, and maybe just keep your music. The beautiful thing about headphones, Gurner, is that you can listen to your loser music by yourself without... without your folk music? <laughs> 
You know, a few, a few months ago, Gerner, I know you're in Adelaide and, and this young kid was in Melbourne. We had a letter from a young bloke called Alex and he wrote in to us and said that he loves folk dancing. And I honestly, I didn't. I had a sore throat and a stitch for two weeks after that episode because I laughed so much and a young kid was doing yes. folk dancing. We thought we'd found the biggest loser in the country, but it turns out there's a bigger one than Alex, and it's Gurner. Call Michelle Bridges because we found the biggest loser. <laughs> Oh, stop. We have to move on to the next one, love, because I'm going to... Wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. The best thing, the best thing is... He lives in Adelaide. <laughs> <laughs> have fun down Rundle Ball. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. oh, stop, 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 because I'm going to wet myself if... <laughs> Read the next one, read the next one. Mm. All right, here we go. Hello, my hopefully green thumb grannies. Hopefully is in brackets there. I think it might be about plants. Uh, hello from Scotland. Ah. Top of the morning to you. You take the low road and I'll take the high road and we'll all be out of the UK before you. <laughs> That's right. If I could walk 500 miles, I wouldn't be in the UK anymore. This is from Lawrence, and of course, Lawrence, I don't know, you haven't written your surname here, Dale, but uh, you uh, you might know, you might recognise me as a McGillicuddy. I'm a McGillicuddy, I'm Scottish through and through. Hello from Scotland. I need help. I literally kill, ever, this person must be young because they said the word literally. I literally kill every indoor plant I buy. I have kept all those little cardboard instructions that they drive into the mulch when you buy it. I've watched countless YouTube tutorials in keeping them alive. I have tried everything in big capital letters. I even took some into a garden centre to ask for advice while the shops were open. I have a bright apartment, use self-watering pots and have bought the most expensive fertiliser. Any tricks I'm missing? That's from Lawrence in Inverness in Scotland. Well, uh, how are you doing, mate? I can still speak Scottish, you know, just like my grandmother or dad, you know. Uh, well, that's a great question, Lawrence. Indoor plants, uh, I've, I've got them. Edith, you've got them. Yes, a big fan of the indoor plants in our underground bunker, yes. Um, look, I, I've got I've got some advice. I, I don't know about you, Edith. You're a bit of a green thumb as well. But my advice with indoor plants is the same. Every time someone asks me about indoor plants, I give them the same advice. Throw them in the fucking bin because they all die. No matter what you do, you can do you can do everything possible. Buy the most expensive fertiliser in the entire world. You know what? You could go to a farm and have a cow shit in your hands. Take the shit home, put it into the mulch, the most fresh fertiliser you could possibly find, and the bastards would still bloody die. So throw them in the bin and get fake plants from Ikea, and no one will know the difference. It's a funny thing, isn't it, indoor plants? You know, we, we go to all this effort, we spend our lives saving money. And especially the younger generation today, they, they, they'll be very lucky to have enough money for a deposit on a house before they're 60. We spend our entire lives to 
save money to put a deposit on a house that we'll spend the rest of our lives paying off. And the idea of that house is it's to stop nature from getting inside. It's, the idea is that the vines and the grass and all the trees and things are kept on the outside of the house and we are kept on the inside of the house. But then within that box of that house that we've built, bought for a disgusting amount of money, we then decide that we're going to have a pot and inside that pot we're going to have a little bit of the outside and we're going to put a plant from the outside into that pot on the inside That's right. of the house where we're trying to yep. keep everything on the outside from. And in that pot we're trying to create the perfect conditions. Now, the inside of our house we're trying to keep the weather out of, of course. So we've set that to a temperature mm-hmm. that we like to live in. But this plant doesn't want that temperature. Yes. It either wants it to be cooler or warmer or sunnier yes. or darker or whatever it is than what we like to live in. So then we have to keep it by a window or we have to keep it by some fresh air or we have to yes. water it four times a day or whatever. And then, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I've just remembered Gurner likes dinosaur movies. <laughs> dinosaur <laughs> movies. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, plants, indoor plants. Indoor plants. Uh, yes, they're a conundrum. Don't bother with them. Buy plastic. Thanks, Lawrence, and ach, ach, makirikanai to you, love. I hope we hope to eventually get over there to do the uh, the festival, the Edinburgh Fringe Festival over there at some point, don't we, Edith? Yes, I'm very much looking forward uh, to uh, doing a show there because I have been over as a punter, as a viewer, and I've mm. seen some of the shows that, that that are put on at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Yes. And I tell you what, if you could put some of that stuff onto a pot plant, it would live for a long time. It's absolute shit. That's right. And and I feel like you'd really benefit from having some of us Aussie girls come over there and doing a little bingo night for you. Yes. Weirdly, we did. We actually investigated going over to Edinburgh Fringe a couple of years ago. I don't know, Lawrence, if you know this, but we won uh, one of only four awards at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, the third biggest comedy festival in the entire world. Uh, we won one of the awards in 2017. If you weren't aware of it, you can look at any of the posters that we've released since and you will see it on there. Posters? Yeah, Instagram posts, Facebook posts, general conversation with us. We will have brought it up. And, uh, and uh, you know, one of the other awards that was won was a grant to go over to Edinburgh Fringe. We didn't win that one. We got the slightly worse one. But what we what we did think was, you know, how hard could it be for us to go over there and do well in Edinburgh too? So I actually booked us all tickets to go to Edinburgh Fringe. I registered our show. And the show that we won the award for was a, a visit with Nan in a caravan. We spent 15 minutes with different audiences inside our caravan and we told them stories from our life and it wasn't until the morning that we were meant to be flying over I called Qantas which is an airline here in Australia run by a poof it is run by a poof and his you know uh, what's what's the male version of a wife um Whatever, that. And uh, I was on hold and eventually Alan Jones answered, uh, sorry, Alan Joyce answered the phone and I said, I just want to confirm our booking for tonight, please, our flight to Edinburgh. And I think it was him anyway. And he said, uh, he said, yes, all good. Do you have luggage? I said, yes, we've got luggage and we've got a caravan. 
And he said, you, you can't take the caravan with you. I said, well, why not? I said, does your planes not have tow bars? I mean, every car on the road has a tow bar on it. And apparently planes don't have tow bars. So that's why we never went and did the Edinburgh, Edinburgh Finge Festival. It was a huge disappointment, and to this day I will not fly Qantas. All right. Uh, shall I read the next one now? Please do. Uh, here we go. <clears throat> Hi there. Your CityLink toll is overdue by $56.85. After several attempts to withdraw the no, money from geez, your account... here they go. We, they will follow you anywhere. It says they're going to impound your car. Yeah, I don't... Ignore that? All right. Ignore, ignore them. Ignore them. Ignore them. Where are they going to find my car? I've got it parked in the car park. These bastards that they built a road and stuck a couple of little, you know, cameras on the top of it, and they think they can charge me two dollars eighty to cross the river. Well, here's my little message to you, CityLink. I've been crossing that river for years. And whether I drove over it or swam, I don't care. I got to the other side and I never used to have to pay $2.85. So stick it in your pipe and smoke it. All right. Next letter. Dear Edith, Maureen and Caroline. Oh, you got a hello in this one, Caroline. Did you like and that, Kaz? Has acknowledged <laughs> your someone remembered you. pathetic excuse <laughs> for a human being. It wasn't <laughs> us. My family and I have recently been given some devastating news. Oh, dear. My grandfather was diagnosed with early-onset dementia. My mother is struggling to come to terms with the news, but I am determined to learn as much as I can about it as possible and do what I can for him. Have you had any experience with dementia? And if so, what do you suggest I do? Thank you in advance. And that's from Rosie in Princess Hill. Princess Hill. Thank you for writing in, Rosie. And, uh, yeah, I've got lots of lots and lots of experience with dementia. We have a dementia ward here at Areola Gardens. Yes. Um, my suggestion to everybody is the same. Uh, you know, try to put yourself in their shoes, in the patient's shoes, the person who has dementia. Put yourself in their shoes and forget about it. They have. They have. They have. My advice to you, Rosie, is have fun with it. My third husband uh, had dementia, and my God, Maureen and I had so much fun. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, he'd walk into the room and we'd pretend we were on a spaceship and we'd say, oh, Reg, uh, quick, uh, the, sh the ship's going down. Where's my lightsaber? Where's my lightsaber? Where's my lightsaber, you know? And he'd, he'd spring into action thinking he was on a spaceship. Sometimes uh, he'd walk into the room and I'd just pretend to be his mother and start telling him off, you know, and he'd apologise and start crying. Oh, you can have so much fun. He actually quite liked the mother and son situation before he got dementia. I had to leave the room when they started that. But once he got dementia, I could stay. And God, we had fun. <laughs> he also used to, he had a real, you know, the dementia was very thickly set on. He used to think he worked at uh, Build-A-Bear. Yes, the, the toy shop where you go, that's right, you go and you make the, the stuff, 
stuff the beer in your dresses and things. That's yeah. right. And he used, uh, I'd, I'd walk in, I'd go, oh, hello, I'd like that beer over there. And he'd go and grab one of the other residents, you know, at, at Areola Gardens and attach them to the vacuum. <laughs> It's <laughs> so funny. It's so much fun, Rosie. Sit back and enjoy the ride, Rosie. You know, your grandpa won't know. He won't mind. Don't worry about a thing, love. That's right. It, it is sad, though, because he'll stop being your grandfather. You'll stop being his granddaughter. And Sometimes. that's a very confronting thing. You'll go from being his little, beautiful granddaughter to being his next girlfriend. Yes, he'll think that you're some girl he dated back in the 1950s. Yeah. And that becomes a very awkward conversation when your grandfather gets the hots for you. Well, you know, Rosie, it would be wrong of you not to look after someone who's not well, you know. You might have to, you know, not go the whole way, but, you know, look after him, if that makes sense. That's right. Keep one hand free. Yeah. That's what I, that's my one <laughs> tip. Good on you, Rosie. <laughs> I don't know if we should be making fun of dementia patients, Edith. Oh, it's not like they can remember to write in and complain, love. It will be fun. True. That's right. That, yeah, actually, no, you're right. No, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, dementia scares the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. To be serious with yes. you for a second, love. I've, I've seen family members go through it. I've lived with people going through it. And it's an awful, awful, awful thing. And I think it's the one thing that I am the most scared of in my life is becoming a dementia patient. Sorry, no, that's a lie. It's the second thing I'm most scared mm-hmm. of is becoming a dementia patient after being related to someone like Gurner who likes <laughs> folk music and watching dinosaur movies whose dad is dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop. Go to an ad break. Go to an ad break. Push the button. Introducing a new dating show unlike anything you've ever seen before. She's been looking for love in all the wrong places. Position of order. She's successful and respected with a naughty side. Oh, I'm sorry, but I strongly refute that. Meet Gladys. She's the Premier of New South Wales, and she hasn't had much luck with dating. I've been extremely open and transparent. Uh, I've done nothing wrong. But that's about to change when she finds herself in a tropical paradise with how many men? Thank you to the 16,400 people who came forward. They've been thrown together to party, and things get steamier. Oh, look, uh, that's a matter for the various bodies. And steamier. Didn't happen once, but twice. And can she maintain her professionalism once the alcohol starts flowing? We had five cases overnight. But there's one thing she doesn't know. While she's looking for love. Um, Hand on heart. Uh, Hand on heart. Excuse me, hand on heart. The guys are competing for political influence. Yeah, it, um, suffice to say, it hasn't been pleasant. Or are they? Was that a meeting? Or was that a date? It wasn't a meeting. Whatever happens, she's there for a good time. I think it's appropriate in the public interest to get to the bottom... Gladys Berejiklian is the Premierette, coming soon. Oh, my God, what an episode, Edie. What an episode, love. (laughs) Oh, it's been jam-packed. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in. Uh, Of course, you can sign up to our Patreon... Oh, my goodness.
We've got an email. I didn't even know that we could get emails. Hang on a second, how do I? Right. Edith was about to say, just while you're checking that email, Edith was about to say you can sign up to our Patreon exclusive discount uh, video every single month just for Patreon subscribers and a beautiful message on signing up. Patreon.com forward slash Granny Bingo. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Granny Bingo. We love your support and we very much appreciate everyone who listens, watches or comes to one of our shows. Oh, email! What's happening with the email? Tell me! Yes, email. Sorry, I've, I've opened oh it. Here God, it is. suspense. It's from dirtygill69 at hotmail.com. This is uh, from a couple called Gladys and Daryl. That sounds like the kind of couple that you'd meet at a swingers party on the Gold Coast in the late 1980s, doesn't it? Keys in the bowl. <laughs> They say, um, hello, Edith and Maureen. We've been listening to your podcast. Thank you very much for listening. We are starting a petition for a royal commission hmm. into the Granny Bingo Wireless podcast. Oh. This is Gladys Berejiklian, in love. You're joking. We're just petitioning a royal commission. Buggy you, Gladys. What are you going to do, Gladys? Oh. Come and get us, are you? Oh, good luck with that, Gladys. You've closed the border. You can't come and get us, Gladys. Are you going to come to Melbourne and get coronavirus? Or do you want us to break the ring of steel and come up to you, you silly bitch? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Gladys. Oh, Gladys, darling. She's such a Chardonnay socialist. She's got no idea what happens in the real world. Stay boring, girlfriend. Hashtag... She's got Buckley's chance of getting to us, Edie. Don't worry about it. She's just a bully. She's a bully. I'm not worried at all. All right, kiddies. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of Granny Bingo Wireless. As we mentioned, we will be doing Granny Bingo online again on November the 2nd, and we are expecting that we should be able to do it in the same room by then, so we won't have as many technical issues. Thank you, Jane. But uh, do, of course, also listen to the next episode of Granny Bingo Wireless. It's a jam-packed episode, isn't it, love? Yeah, well, I mean, of course, I'll be I'll be interviewing Gladys Berejiklian uh, in a, an exclusive tell-all interview for the first time ever in podcast format. I'll be proving that the earth is flat. And I'll give you the literal version of a Bible basher. But until then, kiddies, don't sit under the apple tree with anyone else but me. And also don't sit anywhere else because you're only allowed to sit outside in a picnic under an apple tree with only five people and there has to be no more than two households and whatever other... That's right. And don't lean on the apple tree because at spring apples might fall out and hit you on the head and then you'll die. You'll be dead. So... Or you may invent Newton's theory of relativity. Hmm. All right, kids. See you later. And, uh, you know, if you're in Sydney, stay away from... Old bangs like a dunny door, Gladys. She's been, you know, doing some dodgy dealings with him. Oh, know, really? Paying him off with the the fairy purse, you know, uh, <laughs> giving him some some coins out of the the muffler. Oh, yuck! Oh, poor Gladys. Oh, fairy purse, yuck, 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 the yuck. Poor yuck, thing. Yuck. I hope you're not listening, Gladys. I think you're doing a wonderful job. <laughs> uh, ah. No, that's not true.